Hi, I'm Laura Palatin. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show, where we take a practical approach to spirituality and create our own personal spiritual path. In this episode of the podcast, I'm going to share with you my process for writing a song. I don't know if that automatically sounds like a spiritual endeavor, but for me, everything I create, everything I do, is part of my spiritual walk and my spiritual practice. And writing songs certainly falls into that category, especially this one, because I wrote it to share with you and with all the people that I get to meet and invite to sing along. It's a positive, aspirational song that's uplifting and wonderful. I'm really excited to share it with you. So let's listen to the theme song and then we'll get right into it. My goal with everything I do, including creating art, writing books, songs, this podcast, everything is to help break people out of miserable, contradictory paradigms and paradoxes that keep us trapped in misery. (laughs) This is a bold, I know, I know it's a bold, idealistic goal. I, I know. And I have. For as long as I can remember, this has been on my heart. I see so many people. My, For as long as I can remember, this has been something that's important to me. As an intuitive empath, I feel when people are miserable. I know when people are unhappy. And there are so many aspects of our daily lives that make us miserable because we have bought into certain, like I said, paradigms and paradoxes that we believe to be true simultaneously. Cognitive dissonance, holding two things to be true at the same time that cannot possibly actually both be true. And for as long as I can... Although I was born an intuitive empath, I spent a lot of years trying to find a spiritual path within religion. I started to break this in my 30s, and by my late 30s, I was really on my own path. I started to have some real awakenings. I believe that, don't get me wrong, People who are in religion can definitely be on a spiritual path. Unfortunately, religions of, unfortunately, religions often have a lot of these paradigms and paradoxes that keep us confused and unhappy and unable to fully realize our true spiritual nature, especially if we're women, <laughs> almost without a doubt if we're women. There are religions that recognize female gods, but until we can actually put aside a person's role in human reproduction, 
and see that person for the person that they are, until we get to that point in any religion, until we get to that point in any religion, we're, we still have these paradoxes. We still have cognitive dissonance. So that's one of the reasons I talk about breaking religious indoctrination. I've seen people who are happy within their spiritual practice when it's religious, and they are able to be in it and still feel completely fulfilled. That was just impossible for me and for a lot of people I know, but not for everyone. So back to the reason I'm making this podcast. I have been following my inner knowing and gathering these tools together. So starting in my late 30s, I've been really working hard at gathering my tools, using my inner knowing to pull me down a path that has enabled me to learn so many, very, so many widely varied skills. I've been, I have been following my, mm. so since my late 30s, I have been following my inner knowing and gathering my tools, my particular set of skills, which has led me to explore and grow my talents without having an idea of how these wildly different skills could possibly come together to help people in the way my vision is driving me to do. Recently, I finally brought all my interests together into one mission that I honestly believe could reach people, could help free people. So my dream is that this podcast will touch people and I will be invited to speak and sing my songs, sell my books, and help people to find their own way, independent of cultural and religious indoctrination, that will lead people to personal fulfillment and freedom from these paradigms and paradoxes that keep us bound and miserable. I know this sounds crazy. It's a very big goal. And as with any lofty inspiration, the beginning is always the same. I'm putting one foot in front of the other. I've written a few songs that are uplifting and positive. I've written a few songs that are uplifting and positive, but I wanted a new song that I'd write specifically as a sing-along song. Singing has such a powerful effect on us. I thought it would be fun to ask my TikTok following to suggest words they would like to sing. I, I thought it would be fun to ask my TikTok following to suggest words they would like to sing or hear sung to them. So thinking from my perspective as the performer, I'm going to sing the verses and everybody else sings the chorus back to me. And I got so many suggestions from TikTok. Here are some of the words. A wonderful human being. I am worthy of love. I'm a work of art. I am healing. I am grateful for this journey. I am whole. 
There were a lot more responses, and so I wrote them all down in a book, and then I started writing the lyrics for the song. When I write a song, I start with the lyrics. A lot of people, I think most people, start with the melody, but I've just always been a lyrics first person. So the first chorus uh, of the song was, um, Special as a single flower, my uniqueness is my power. I am joy, I am love, I am strong, I am whole, I am perfect, for my purpose, uniquely me, spiritually free. And then the three verses, um, first we, well, the first line is, first we go within, negate original sin, build our inner knowing, self-confidence growing. The second verse talks about building a community around ourselves. The first line is, we surround ourselves with love, a community as one. And then the third verse is talking about sending all this love and light out to the universe, out to all the other humans. And so that first line is reach out from us, share light with the universe. The brighter we shine without fear, the more souls we draw near. So that was the very first set of lyrics. And what's super fun about writing a song is for me, it feels like a puzzle. So these lyrics that I have in front of me that I was just reading from, they don't have any chords because, like I said, I write the lyrics first. Now, if you're not into music at all, a chord is three to five notes that sound good together. And there are some rules about chords because some notes just don't sound good together. If you've ever seen somebody playing guitar, uh, the hand that's on the fretboard, that's the long stick, they are holding down notes. And what they're holding down is sometimes multiples of the same note in different octaves. So you can have an E that's a low E and a high E, right? And if you think of it on the piano, they have their fingers spread apart when they're playing. Those are chords also. So because I wrote this song as a sing-along song, I wanted to make the chorus as easy to follow as possible. So I wrote the song using the chords in the key of G. So when I play it on my guitar, all the, the chord shapes I will be using fit into the key of G. If you're really into music and you're going to listen to the song at the end, you'll know that I put a capo on there because most people find it easier to sing at like the second capo or the second having a cape. Most people find it easier to sing along if there's a capo at the second fret. So that's what I chose. I knew in the lyrics of my song that there was one uh, set of lyrics in each verse that is about letting go. So it's the, um, instead of building, it's releasing. So I used a minor key for those. And basically what I did is just went through, uh, usually you start, usually there are really no rules to writing a song. I think it's more interesting when you don't follow rules. However, when you're trying to invite other people to sing along, you really want the song to sound familiar and comfortable so people are happy joining in. And that's what I did with this song. So I have, I start with G 
and I end with G because that's what is familiar and comfortable for most people. Once I had chosen my chord progression, which is the chords in the order that they're played for the song, I then started playing around with melody. So I sat down with my guitar, I strummed through the lyrics of the song, and I added variation. As a rule, you choose as a rule, a songwriter chooses notes that are in the chord. That way, once again, everything sounds good together. Of course, <laughs> I have to have the pencil handy because as I'm working on the song, it shifts a lot. It feels a lot like building a puzzle. You start out with an idea and grow from there. And I'm sure that people who write the music first also do this. Start with an idea, start with a little germ of an idea, and then grow it from there. Okay, so at this point, I have my lyrics, and I have my chord progression, and I have the rough idea of what my melody is going to sound like. And then comes the very meticulous work of taking the words from the page and turning them into lyrics that you can sing. I heard a song on the radio while I was driving the other day, and I thought, oh my gosh, this song perfectly illustrates the process of taking spoken word and turning them into singing lyrics. And this is something that I had to take into consideration when I wrote the part I wanted everyone to sing along with, because um, it isn't as simple as it sounds. Like I had the word spiritually free. Well, uh, we it's spelled spiritually, right? Well, we don't say spiritually. We say spiritually. And when you sing it, you break it down to, uh, my daughter did this for me. Thank you, Rachel. Um, sp- how did she? Spiritually. Spiritually. But when you hear it, it sounds right. Okay. So I was listening to the radio and I heard Jack Johnson's song, Where Did All the Good People Go? And it occurred to me that he, what he does, how he changes the word so that it works musically is just brilliant. So what we hear is, where did all the good people go, right? That's the phrase that he's saying. But what he's really saying is, where'd all, da, da, and he doesn't say good. He uses the P and people to end the word. So he says, good people go. And you hear that song and you hear him saying the words, where did all the good people go or where'd all the good people go? In reality, if you listen to it closely, that's not what he's saying. But you change lyrics so that it flows musically. And that is a very painstaking process. Fortunately, it's super rewarding, especially once you get down to having your song so complete that you're ready to share it with other people. The other element for me that takes a lot of time is as I sing the song over and over, I notice that some parts fit together better, that maybe in a one area it isn't as interesting as I'd like. So I add some embellishment, maybe a little trill, and then 
make a note because if you come back and then I have to make notes or record it for myself because no matter how much I love an idea as it's flowing, if I don't record it, it's, it it escapes me. And then I'm disappointed because <laughs> the idea I forgot is always so much more brilliant than the new one I come up with. So after all is said and done, after I change the chords numerous times and I change the way the words flow, the final version of the song, it, or the final version of the chorus is, Perfect as a blooming flower, uniqueness is my power. I am joy, I am love, I am strong, I am whole, perfect for my purpose. I aspire to be uniquely me. And I was really fortunate to have a wonderful group of women sing this song for me last Sunday. And what was really cool about it is I just started the song the Sunday before. So I wrote the song in a week, which I mean, I know people who are real songwriters, people who are accomplished songwriters, write them in a moment, write them in a day. But for me, it's usually a couple of weeks. So Coming up with an idea and having people sing it to me <laughs> within a week of inventing it was uh, miraculous. I, it was amazing. And they changed the phrasing, which is fantastic because, and they changed the phrasing, which is fantastic because that was just how it was easier for them to sing it. And as I've been saying all along, this song is all about inviting people in to sing it with me. So obviously, I want it to be as accessible as possible. I'll read to you some of the other lyrics. So the inner work uh, part is, first we go within, dismiss original sin, build our inner knowing, confidence growing, release what no longer serves, claim peace we all deserve. The community verse, surround ourselves with love. Many souls stand as one, no one all alone. Together our light shone. Vanquish doubt and fear. Hold our loved ones near. I love that verse. <laughs> and the final verse is about sharing our love with society, sending that love out to everyone. And the first line is, um, reaching out from us, share our light with the universe, shine without fear, precious souls draw near, free others from oppression through sheer light of expression. I believe I can do a better job of recording the song and then inserting it into the podcast than I would do just playing it for you. So let's give that a listen. Well, that's my latest song. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed listening to a podcast about my process for writing songs. And I really want to say how much I appreciate you listening to the Practically Spiritual show. Every time you show up for me, there's really no point in making a podcast unless somebody's listening. So you're really the big part of this. I'm doing it because it's fun and because I really hope that I'm reaching people and like I said at the very beginning, helping people find their own spiritual path, finding their own 
emotional freedom. If you enjoyed the podcast and you have friends that you think would enjoy it too, I would be so honored if you would let them know about it. Reach out and just share it with the people that you think would love it and would would get something out of it. If the platform that you listen to enables you to like leave a review or like or subscribe or follow, all of that stuff would really help me reach more people and achieve my goal of helping people. I'd love to hear from you if you have an idea for this show. I make it very easy to find me. I made a website for the Practically Spiritual Show, thepracticallyspiritualshow.com. I also have a website for me and my art, laurapalatin.com. If you enjoy reading, I've written Jane Street Cooperative Garden about a secret society of wise women. I think you'd enjoy that. Or uh, Walk in Your Own Footsteps, which is a book for building the life that you want to lead, 30 little bite-sized chapters. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And I think that's it. Until next time, take care of yourselves. And remember, there is no them. There is only us.